CSL, Charlotte Sports Live. Yes, he's QB1. He is QB1. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that means a lot. That's a, that's a huge blessing. Um, you know, I, I always trust the coaches, and I want to do everything I can to play whatever role it is that I'm called on to, to help the team. Drafted, signed, sealed, and delivered. Bryce Young is the Panthers' starting quarterback. It is official on day one here at training camp. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live alongside Carla Gebhardt, Will Kunkel. Day one in the books, and we have no quarterback controversy. We have no QB Whatever. We don't have to do this <laughs> Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield thing, or maybe a little bit of Matt Corral. It's Bryce Young, and it's Bryce Young only. Yeah, and the fans, of course, know that. We saw them on the hills today, and, of course, we'll talk about their reaction a little bit later in the show. We've also got an exclusive one-on-one with Jeremy Chin. We're going to be talking about that wide receiver room that Bryce Young gets to throw to this season and more from ACC Media Days back in Charlotte. But, like you said, today was all about QB1. It was all about Bryce Young. And wait till you hear the opinions of Al Wallace, the 10-year veteran, also in the building. He's going to join us with those thoughts in just a second. But... At 22 years old, this kid had a good first day of camp. It wasn't perfect, but he looked in control and on, on 11-11s, made several nice-looking throws, great timing. More importantly, he looked confident and comfortable in the pocket, which you don't always get from a rookie. Heck, we don't always get at Panthers training camp. Talking about mental toughness, though, isn't the most exciting quarterback attribute, but Bryce has it, and Frank Reich wants you to hear it. Good carryover from OTAs mentally um, and physically. Uh, just thought really on offense, uh, all the players, there was really good uh, mental carryover. Very few mental mistakes out there today, so I thought we did a good job. You know, I think there's ups and downs in, in every practice. You know, I think just the more reps that um, I'm able to get, we're all able to get the, the new guys. Um, you know, you just start to feel more, more comfortable. And, you know, really that credit goes to, to my teammates and coaches of, of making me feel welcome, getting me prepared in the meeting rooms. And, you know, just the more reps you get, you know, you, you just you get a, more comfortable in the offense. Here's the standard that Young will be judged by going forward. This list shows this season average high and low numbers of first-round quarterbacks that has started week one since 20. 03. That's 2003, more commonly said. <laughs> That's 20 years ago, by the way. 59% completion percentage and about 3,200 passing yards with about 16 touchdowns and 13 picks. That is average. Of course, Young is the number one pick, so average may not be and it will not be good enough for this kid. That's right. And you mentioned Al Wallace earlier in this show. Well, let's go ahead and bring him in, a former Panthers defensive end. And Al, I know we're going to be talking about Bryce Young, but just overall, I mean, today was maybe a little bit different, different feeling and certainly no two-a-days uh, for the players <laughs> to worry about. Like when you played, <laughs> no. right? Different. That's right. That's right. It's my old man moment, right? <laughs> Where, where's the second practice? Those guys didn't come out this afternoon. It's a shame, but they were crisp. It was beautiful. I was glad I was here to see those guys go out there and get to work. Just a clean practice for day one. All right. So what can you actually take away from day one, particularly from Bryce Young? Because I think he's looked the, as, good of a, as good as a starting quarterback has looked day one at camp for the Panthers in a really long time. I think it, it is one of those things that I didn't realize until I got my feet on the ground here 
in Spartanburg to see this guy go through the process. He's a pro. I heard Frank say it. This guy's a man. And as a guy that hunts quarterbacks, that rushes passers, it was impressive to see him go about his business, the accuracy, the talent. Uh, when he made mistakes, it looked like he was learning on the fly. This guy, is, he might be the real deal, guys. <laughs> and we heard a lot of the players and Coach Frank Wright talk about his demeanor today. And, and I think you could really tell that. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback coming in here. You said he made mistakes, but he gets right back up into the next play. That demeanor really does play a part in this. It does. It's about confidence. And a lot of times when I talk about quarterbacks and my time here with the Carolina Panthers, it was about Jake DeLome. Did we believe Jake can get it done? Yes, because he carried that same type of confidence that you need at the quarterback position that I can go out here, I can deliver for you guys, you should follow me, and I think these guys are going to line up and follow Bryce. So you told us after draft you were nervous about his size. <laughs> are you still nervous about the size? Does his awareness and his alertness level help kind of fix that for you? Where do you stand now? I think when I saw him today, and you look at the size, it is, I'm a 6'5", 265-pound guy. He's small for a quarterback, yeah. but I saw him make the throws. I was at, you know, eye level with Bryce and watched him go through his business, and, man, he delivers the ball, the arc, the, the windows, he finds them. He's been that size his whole career. I don't think he's going to have a problem. It's not going to be about how tall he is. And Coach Reich even said he had a couple of early throws, but even that was maybe good to see just kind of how he reacted to that in those moments. I think you're excited. Everyone's excited. It's day one. you got to go out, and, and you're hoping you can deliver. So that ball's going to come out. Those feet are going to jump around a little bit. He's excited to see what I think is a really talented group of wide receivers and get the ball out of his hands and, and try to complete those passes. So I thought that was a good learning point. So I think it's safe to say that we're all excited about yeah. Bryce Young like the fans are. And, of course, we have our opinions on number nine. But we have another member of the Charlotte Sports Live team joining us now. Mike Lissette has more on Bryce Young's first day here at at times, it's easy to forget Bryce Young is still just a young man. And just like any young man starting out in the world, he was looking to make a good first impression. I wouldn't say it's, it was much nerves today, more just being anxious. The 22-year-old rookie quarterback certainly had plenty of reasons to be. After all, this was the Panthers' first day of training camp. And from the moment he took the field, all eyes from those in the crowd were locked on the Panthers' top pick. A lesser man might have crumbled. Young, however, seemed to feed off of it. The energy out here is, is definitely different than um, what it was, so it, it's, just, it's just fun. Panthers head coach Frank Wright cracked more than a few smiles. Though Young struggled at times with the speed of the defense, he certainly did more right than wrong, especially during 11-on-11 11 11 drills. A couple throws you guys probably saw there was one or two that was super early, you know, completion to DJ chart, um, you know, on a deep out route. Got a little pressure, had to get it out super early. Um, you know, great to show the ability to do that. And to think he's only getting started. He's got the tools and the talent, not to mention two proud parents who watched on in Spartanburg with pride. It's not just me here. Um, you know, we, we go through every step and every journey together. If you don't mind, Bryce, I think I'm coming along for the ride. It sounds like you, sir, are going places. Had some connections, which is great, but again, doesn't entitle us to anything tomorrow moving forward. So, um, you know, I feel great. And then, but we have to keep building just like, you know, I do and we all do have, have, uh, have to do as a unit. They've definitely got time. As announced after practice, Young is the starting quarterback. And if all goes according to plan, he won't be going anywhere for quite some time. Michael said, Charlotte Sports Live. 
things, Mike, and the offense is very different from last year. As you can tell, outside of the offensive line, all of those guys are back, but no more Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, or DJ Moore. It's Hayden Hurst, it's Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, Bryce Young, and others all revamping this offense. Notice what's different about that second slide? There's a tight end, not two quarterbacks. We don't have to list our <laughs> backup quarterback as a weapon anymore. But Bryce didn't just impress the crowd. He impressed his teammates, and that's what you got to do. Crowd's nice, teammates way better, and he has plenty of new targets to throw to, as we just looked at. Thielen and rookie Jonathan Mingo catching plenty of passes today from the newly appointed QB1. Adam is a crafty vet, and Bryce has realized that very quickly in working with him. While Mingo is new to the NFL game, fresh out of Ole Miss, he's been spending plenty of time with Bryce, though, in hopes of putting some big yardage on the board for Carolina. Having someone like Adam, obviously, who's, who's done it for a long time, had a lot of success, and is, is a real pro, um, you know, is super consistent, um, and, you know, again, he's, he's seen it all. Um, and, you know, for me as a young guy, having a safety net like that where you know exactly where he's going to be, he, he understands the play, he understands the full play design, he, he's always where he's supposed to be. That, that's really important for me. It's, you know, I talk to Adam a lot. You know, Adam, he's been in the league a long time. He got respect around the whole league, so I listen to like the ins and outs with him, like to running routes and stuff, and like working on technique. I talk to DJ Tark a lot, too. Talked to Levisca, I talked to all of them, so I try to pick everybody, Brian. You can't never learn too much. I don't know how much of a role fact role Adam Thielen's gonna play late in the season. Like I don't, I don't know if his body's gonna hold up. We don't who knows. But the point is early on, he is playing a huge role early already for these guys. I mean, he is gonna be that security yeah. blanket. I look at him and he's just so technically sound when it comes to route running and making sure he's in a spot where Bryce can get him the ball. He's gonna be very, very good for this young quarterback, this offense. And it was shocking to see him go through his business today. And we know what he brings as far as leadership to that wide receiver room, to the locker room in general. Yeah, and we certainly saw the connection even, I think, early on from Bryce Young to Adam Thielen. I think that is gonna play a part in just helping Bryce Young feel comfortable, right? Yeah, that's what you want uh, from a, a young quarterback. You want him to go out there, feel comfortable enough that when the routes are run, the wide receivers are going to be exactly where they're supposed to be. I saw a couple of dimes from Bryce Young, but more than that, those receivers understood the timing of coming out of their breaks, the landmarks that are supposed to be run within the routes and the scheme of this offense. It was a beautiful thing to see, and I know we're excited and it's day one, but to see that with the confidence in, in both areas come out here on the field today and be displayed was, was exciting for me, a guy who's played out there on that same practice field. So you touched on it there, and I want to ask a little bit of a reality check question. Are we making too much of dime throws and great connections on day one in training camp, no pads, no defense? Well, of course. I'm a defensive <laughs> player. Guys, when the pads come on and you can get your ribs tapped, it's going to it's gonna change a little bit, right? And I know we heard that from Frank White as well. When the pads come on, it's a little bit different, right? The arms don't go extended. There are some things that are going to change the dynamic of what these practices, catches, and all the oohs and ahs are going to look like. That's part of football. But you need to be able to get that done this time of year, especially while you're in shorts in this acclimation period. When Reich said, Mingo might actually get better once you could put the pads on because that kid is physical. So is Jeremy Chin. <laughs> kind of looks like he has pads on all the time, especially in the trap region. Yeah. Absolutely huge year to year again. <laughs> but I need the real Jeremy Chin to stand up. The coaching staff has big plans for the defensive weapon, and we have an exclusive interview with him next. After a two-year absence from the college football playoff, the ACC believes that it has a few teams this year that can make a run at the tournament in 2023. I'm Joe Morano in Uptown Charlotte, bringing you the latest from ACC kickoff day two coming up. 
The fans showed up in full force today. I haven't seen a crowd like this in a long time at Wofford College. Many fans looking for that autograph from number nine, or frankly, anyone wearing a Panthers jersey. But don't worry, they're down here for a while. So is Charlotte Sports Live. And I don't know where we're going to find Jeremy Chen come, come this season. I don't know if he's going to be in the box. I don't know if he's going to be deep like he used to be last season. But I'm excited to see how this kid is eventually used. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think the coaches want to give away too many secrets before we get into the season. But I did get to go one-on-one -on -one with number 21 earlier today after practice to see how his preparations for the season went. All right, well, we are here with number 21, Jeremy Chen, right now. Jeremy, you're sweating. I'm sweating. Is it as hot as you remember from the years past? Yes, absolutely. Um, today wasn't too bad, though. Uh, you just got to get adjusted to it. So I don't know what the weather was today. I think I heard something like 84, 85. So that's on the low end of what it usually is out here. So we'll see as it continues to progress. How do you feel about day one and just what the guys were able to accomplish, kind of how the practice was run, just kind of what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, I think we had a really good, really productive first day, uh, something really good to build off of. Um, but like, it's just it's, it's just the first day. So we'll continue to grow, we'll continue to progress, and see things that we messed up on or see things that we want to do better and hopefully make those adjustments. We haven't talked to you much since the Panthers kind of reinforced that new 3-4 defense, which means that you're going to be using it in really a, a many of different ways. But how are you adjusting to that, and are you liking liking that so far? Yeah, um, I feel like I've adjusted really well. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, I like just really the opportunity that I have in this defense and just the ways that I'll be able to you know, move around and kind of my positioning on the field and playing that nickel position. So uh, I'm really bought into it. I'm really excited to, to see how it comes from it. Scott Fitterer told us yesterday that when he was talking with Ajero Vera about maybe kind of using you in a versatile type of player that he said, man, do you even realize what kind of player you actually have in Jeremy Chin? What does that mean to you that Ajero Vera is kind of taking notice of that and notices your talent? Uh, yeah, I mean, it means a lot. Um, but, you know, a lot of it comes to actually coming out on the field and, and taking the things that we learn in, in the meeting rooms and applying it here. So uh, I'll continue to do that day by day, and we'll see what comes from doing that. I know it's your first day out on the field with Bryce Young, obviously. It's his first day really in Spartanburg, and you're on the opposite side of the ball. But what did you think of, of his performance today? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll go back and watch the film and really see, you know, how those things were. You know, when you're really locked in and playing your position, you can't really see as much as what he's up to. But... Um, you know, I'm excited to go back and, and, and look at it. I know just playing him in OTAs and minicamp, you know, we saw what type of player he's going to be. So, you know, I'm really excited about it. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. Okay. We talked about the quarterbacks. We got it out of the way. <laughs> Get to talk about your defense. Now, this 3-4 defense, what are your thoughts overall about the scheme from Avero? I've never played in a 3-4 defense, only a 4-3. So I think it's very confusing or it presents a lot of headaches for offensive linemen, for offensive coordinators to try to protect and scheme up. There are going to be a lot of guys around the line of scrimmage in the box. You're never sure which four or five are going to come. And I think that bodes well for Jeremy Chin, a positionless player. He told me he was an athlete, not a safety, not a linebacker. But I think closer to the line of scrimmage is where we're going to see Jeremy making a lot of plays. Take some of the air out of his game. Take some of the grass off the field. Put him in the box where he can do damage as, like he did as a rookie. And Brian Burns also going to be in a little bit different position as well with this defense. How do you see him succeed or might, might succeed later this season? 
it is simple for Brian Burns. It can be a 4-3. It can be a 6-7. <laughs> whatever the defense, Brian Burns just needs to go forward, get the quarterback, and it doesn't matter if he's lining up two-point stance or three-point stance. So I'm excited to see Burns in another year try to put back-to-back double-digit sack seasons together. This guy's going to get paid. He's going to do it by putting up numbers. What about someone like Frankie Louville? Well, how do you see his skill set being used in this? Frankie's a football player, so no matter where you put him, he's going to find the ball. He has a nose for the game, and I think that's what his superpower is, right? doesn't matter where he's going to line up. He has an instinct that you can't coach, you can't scheme up, and you can't teach. He reminds me of a guy that just knows how to play baseball, right? They're always dirty at the end of the game. They're always like two for five. You don't know how. They just know how to play the game, and that's Frankie. And that's not to take away anything from him because he's a talented, talented kid, but he just knows how to play the game, see ball, get ball. And that's good. Absolutely. Well, we got to talk a little bit more about ACC Media Days. That's coming up because five schools have already taken the podium today at ACC Football Kickoff in Uptown. We're going to hear from Mike Elko and the Blue Devils next when CSL returns. Welcome back inside Charlotte Sports Live, live from training camp here in Spartanburg at Wofford College. Al Wallace, Will Kunkel, I'm Carla Gebhardt. And Al, uh, your Terps, they are now in the Big Ten, but they were in the ACC back when you were playing. Oh, I miss the ACC. <laughs> I miss the competition here in the Carolinas and, uh, and across the Atlantic Coast Conference. But Big Ten it is. So yeah. I bet you do miss the ACC competition. <laughs> I, I bet you do. You could and, get some yeah, more wins. Football, yeah, we need some more wins. <laughs> We're getting beat up in the Big Ten. Maybe not this year, but we have been, sure. All right, Joe Morano was in Uptown today with all those teams, including Duke. Joe. Last season, first-year Duke head coach Mike Elko got a jump start on establishing a winning culture in Durham by taking the Blue Devils to a 9-4 finish. Now armed with an all-ACC quarterback returning in Riley Leonard, they want to build on 2023 by staying humble and hungry. Last year was a testament that culture can win and culture can turn things around really quick. I think we got a lot of guys that have a lot of love for each other. And Coach Elko has a wealth of culture coming back. 17 starters return for the Blue Devils, which is one of the many reasons why they believe they'll contend for a conference title. But this is still just the beginning. Everything this offseason has just been about elevation. Uh, And we didn't come in to have one good season. We didn't come in to have one positive moment and kind of let it all go away. We wanted to build a program. The return of Riley Leonard also helps the process. After 33 total touchdowns last year, he took time this offseason to attend the Manning Passing Academy and learn from another level of experience. One thing I've been trying to do is just study NFL quarterbacks. Um, they're intangible things, so how do they approach the line of scrimmage? How, how, how do they respond after a turnover on the sideline? There are plenty of challenges for Duke in the conference, one of them being Florida State. Quarterback Jordan Travis is among the Heisman favorites entering the season, but he knows how important it is to stay in the moment. There's a lot of expectations, but that's it's one thing when you get on the field. All those expectations disappear when the ball is kicked off. I mean, we gotta just got to keep the main thing the main thing and go out and give everything we have every single day. The ACC kickoff concludes tomorrow with a fresh look at the final third of the conference with Clemson and UNC, among others, taking the podium. In Uptown Charlotte, I'm Joe Morano for Charlotte Sports Live. Charlotte. It's extremely hot here in Spartanburg, so let's chill off with a little bit of big news from Miley Ice in Raleigh. Sebastian Ajo signs an eight-year, $78 million contract extension with the Canes. Fishy, as he's affectionately known as, affectionately known as scored 36 goals last season as Carolina's top center, the dude got paid. 
and it's his 26th birthday. Nice job, Aho. And rightfully so. All right, well, Panthers fans, I mean, Al, they certainly deserve a QC crown for this showing today, right? No doubt about it. It was so good to see a familiar drive down 85 for me and to walk down that hill to see those fans, great. Yeah, we'll find out if they can get it next. Queen City News is the official home of your Carolina Panthers, which means we get all the big one-on-ones. Tomorrow is now different on CSL tomorrow night. It's the big zero. Brian Burns, we'll talk with him on all things camp, his contract extension. Why did he show up to camp if he's negotiating his contract? Wait till you hear what he had to say. Good news for all Panther fans with his answer. Now it's time for our QC crown, and our um, we're going to do a joint crown tonight. We're all a team here with Al Wallace, Carla Gebhardt, <laughs> Will Gunkel, Carla. Tell the people, yes. would you? Well, we want to give it to DeMar Hamlin because it was his first time back out on the practice, but there was another <laughs> Bills moment that topped it today, and it was a young girl in tears after she got to meet her favorite player, Josh Allen. This was such a cool moment. Did you see this, Al? I saw it, yes, absolutely. It's just great to see how much passion these kids have. All right, that's going to do it for Charlotte Sports Live tonight. We'll see you again tonight. <laughs>